a talk for you this evening called uh, A Shout Worth Listening For. And I'll start, we heard about the power of stories, and I'll start with a quick story. There's a monkey, and it dies at the zoo. The zoo doesn't have any monkeys left, and so they hire a desperate man to dress in a monkey suit instead. But one day he falls into the lion's den and starts shouting, Help! Help! And so the lion, hearing all the commotion, prowls over to him and says, Keep it quiet or you'll get us both fired. <laughs> Probably nothing to do with the talk, you, yeah, but um, anyway, get it out of the way early. But we are in a world of shouts, aren't we? And there's just, they, they talk about propaganda in the world and, and you think propaganda is there to make you believe something. But in a lot of cases, propaganda is there to make you believe nothing. And there's just so much noise in the world from, um, if it's from people, if it's from um, uh, the entertainment, if it's from uh, the politicians that we've got or the leaders or the different causes uh, that go out there, I suppose there's just so much noise. And is it there so that you can hear something or is it there so you can hear nothing? You know, once once all that noise is there, we've already heard tonight about listening for the small, still voice. And uh, maybe just a quick note on, on social media. It's not really the topic of my talk, but um, on social media, um, oftentimes there's a level of outrage about a particular topic. But then you have a second group of people who are outraged about the original outrage because it's the wrong type of outrage. But then you have a third group of people who are outraged about the second group's outrage but then you have a fourth group of people who are outraged that the others weren't outraged enough. And then you have these four forms of outrage that just continue and cycle on, issue after issue, topic after topic, on a 24-hour endless cycle. And it can feel like that. Hopefully, um, uh, if you're on social media, you can you sort of know what I'm referring to and you can see through that. Um, but it's just a world of noise, really. And there's just so much noise going on. It's what is it actually worth listening to? And so I just wanted to go through in the Bible, there's two really important shouts, two shouts worth listening for, the shout of command and the triumphant shout. Let's just uh, turn to the book of Luke. We'll go through a few examples in the Gospels quickly, and then we'll come back to these two shouts, the shout of command and the triumphant shout. So in Luke chapter 7, and look through a couple of stories very quickly there of miracles that took place with the laying on of hands uh, or with uh, Jesus being there and speaking um, and calling on the power there. In Luke 7 and verse 12, there's a famous story here. It says, uh, Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and was much people in the city with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, or coffin, and they that bare him stood still. And, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and they delivered him to his mother. And so this man was dead. Jesus comes on the scene. He touches the coffin and says, Arise. And immediately this guy sits up and starts speaking, whereas before he was dead and now he is alive. And there's actually, there's a great analogy here. If you've got time for it, maybe one day to do a little Bible study for yourself. You look through in Ephesians 2, it says that we are, we were dead in sin. Um, we are buried with him by uh, baptism into death, like as Christ was raised from the dead 
by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. That's Romans 6. And it's like us, that we were dead in our sins, and then Christ has come in, and he's touched our life, and we've sat up out of the baptism tank, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit's given us utterance. But this word here, arise, at the end of verse 14, young man, I say unto thee, arise, it's from the Greek, igairo, which means to arouse from sleep or to awake, to arouse from the sleep of death, i.e. to recall to life, or to call to rise from a seat or bed. So it literally means what you'd expect in, in the English language. And you'll actually find that of the resurrection stories through the Gospels, this word just keeps coming up. Flick, flick over one chapter to chapter 8 and verse 51. And we've got here, so we had the young man, now we've got the young lady. Um, in verse 51, it says, And when he, Jesus, came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden or young woman. Uh, and all wept and bewailed her, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed into scorn, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all out and took her by the hand, and he said, uh, and he called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. So perhaps when you're raised from the dead, you get hungry. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Certainly Jesus, but there's a story there. He was raised from the dead and he, you know, he went to the beach to go get some fish and chips. So maybe, maybe it does happen. Um, John chapter 11, please. So that's again the word arise. John 11 has a slightly different word than arise, but so we'll have a look at it anyway. It's the famous story here of Lazarus. Probably, probably one of the most famous resurrection stories of the Bible here. Uh, in verse 43, uh, we won't go into detail just for time. I know, um, don't want to, don't want to keep you too long, but in verse 43, it says, uh, and when he had thus spoken, this is Jesus, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound with a napkin and Jesus said, loose him and let him go. And these two words come forth is duro, which means hear or come. It's an urging or calling. And exo just means out or out, out of doors. So it's an urging, come here, come out, being called out. Matthew 27, please, and verse 52. So just a few quick stories, and then we'll get into these two shouts. So Matthew 27. You might realize we're sort of getting towards the end of the Gospel of Matthew here. So this is the resurrection story of Jesus Christ, in fact. Um, well, we'll get to that, actually, sorry, in, in the start of the next chapter. But here at the end of chapter 27 of verse 52, uh, and this is uh, when Jesus had given up the ghost in verse 50. So he died on the cross. And in verse 52, it says, And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. So the same word there, arose, um, and they came out of their graves after his resurrection. Next chapter, 28 and verse 5, uh, they come looking for Jesus. Uh, he should be dead. He should be in his grave. He should be exactly where they left him, but he's not. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, fear not, uh, for I know whom you, that you seek Jesus whom is crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, which is the same word actually in Greek. And he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. Perhaps one more, just over to Acts chapter 9, please, because this continues on 
after Jesus ascends. In Acts chapter 9, there's the story of Tabitha there. Perhaps there's some great examples in the Old Testament as well. I didn't want to make it too long, but I noticed yesterday when um, Franco was speaking about the anointing of David, that actually the Lord spoke to Samuel and said, Arise and anoint him. That's First Samuel uh, 16, verse 12, I think. Um, Franco didn't read it, but 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 um, spoke of it. And um, it made me think, well, maybe there's a parallel that goes back to the Old Testament, perhaps something you can look at in your own time. In Acts 9 and verse 40 here, Peter put them all forth and kneeled down, and prayed, turning him to the body, and said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and she saw Peter and sat up. So if you read the context here, she'd actually died, and they were already um, bewailing and, and bemoaning downstairs. Uh, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up, and when she was called, the saints and the widows, and presented her alive. And so this word just keeps coming up, this arise. You know, and we, we, we know that Jesus was risen from the dead by the glory of the Father, and we're waiting for the resurrection at the last day. First Corinthians chapter 15, please, and verse 51. Famous, a famous verse. I wonder how many times this verse has been read from this platform. It will probably be more than a few, I would say. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall be changed, which I noticed was written in the crash. Um, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ uh, shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So it's talking about a transformation, a change that just happens in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. You know, that there's going to be this one moment in time where we go from corruptible to incorruptible, that there's going to be this loud noise that, that separates these two, these two phases, I suppose. But it says that the corruptible must... Uh, sorry, shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. First Thessalonians chapter 4, please. Again, scriptures we're probably mostly familiar with, very famous scriptures, and it says here in verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And so again, there's a, there's an insight here that between these, between these times, these phases of, of incorruption, uh, of corruption and incorruption, that there's this loud noise that separates the two, the voice of the archangel, the shouts, the trumpet of God, in uh, perhaps a few alternative translations for that, it says a shout of command or a loud cry of summons. The Lord shall descend with a shout of command or with a shout or with a, loud, a loud cry of summons. In the concordance, the word there for shout, it means an order or command, specifically a stimulating cry, either that which animals are aroused or urged on, as horses by charioteers or hounds by hunters, or that by which a signal is given to men, i.e. rowers by the master of the ship, or to soldiers by a commander with a loud summons or a trumpet call. So it's a very clear thing. And to those who know what to listen for, it's a very clear thing. And if we're talking about potentially a trumpet sound there, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 8, just to quote, it says, if the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? So one thing we do know is whatever this sound is, 
it's going to be very clear when the when the Lord returns. We'll just have that um, uh, that clip up in just a moment, please, Saxon, if you can cue that one up. Um, when the Lord returns, there's going to be a loud cry of summons, and the dead in Christ will be the first to respond to that. What is it that the Lord will say as he as he shouts out? And the scriptures aren't really explicit on that point, but it's going to be clear. It's going to be thunderously loud. It's going to invoke action. Could it be arise or come forth or maybe something else entirely? But what an amazing day that would be from dust to destiny in just one shout. And let's finish in Revelation 19, please. That's the first shout, the shout of the Lord. Of all the shouting in the world, there's a lot that you can ignore and tune out. That's one that you don't want to miss. That's one you want to be listening for. And here's another shout that you'll never want to miss out on. After these things, I heard a great voice. Revelation 19, verse 1. After these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. And verse 5. And the voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And verse 6, and this is where we're getting at. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and the voice of many waters, and the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. I've just got a clip for you, if you can play that one now, perhaps, Saxon. recognizes the piece of music. Handel's Messiah, it's the Hallelujah Chorus, and it comes from this verse here. I've seen this performed by in, in, um, in Victoria from the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. There were 60 singers, and I thought it was pretty spectacular. That recording there, that's from the Sydney Opera House with 600 singers in the choir. And it's quite a spectacular performance, really. But imagine how it's going to melt in the face of the voice of a great multitude and the voice of many waters, and the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and the wife hath made herself ready, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. So for all the billions of shouts that have rung out across the world and so many have just gone off into the wind, these are two that you want to listen out for. The shout of command at the return of Jesus and the shout of hallelujah. All people say thank you.